up, cool safe chicks? It's your girl Day. I'm Denisa. This is Lauren. And I'm Ayana. And you're tuned into Saved Girl Secrets. All right, ladies. So this show is called Insecure. And even though the show is coming back, that is not what this episode is about. <laughs> right. Even though I am hype, okay, for some Ether. I can't As lie. am I. Final season? Mm-hmm. I know, right? Mm-hmm. It's almost like I don't want to watch it so I can, like, binge watch it. <sighs> but we got to talk about it because I'm Right, sure. and everybody's right. going to be really talking good. about it. <laughs> right. Okay, so when it drops, don't be surprised if you see this title again. Mm-hmm. Just, just joking. Um, but no, I guess I kind of have the story for today. I'm going to try to tell the story without being messy. Is it possible? <laughs> it I is very it, possible. I think it is. Um, okay, great. So I have an associate who um, used to be a part of a friend group and is no longer a part of that friend group. And we were talking and she was just saying how she felt like the reason why she wasn't a part of the friend group is because she kind of changed in a physical way. And she felt like her friends did not feel like she could be a part of the group anymore because she did not fit the look of the group. Um, The interesting thing about this scenario is that I feel like there are a lot of times where women are in situations where they were friends with somebody or they were a part of a group. You know, it's like you have, you know, I think we've talked about this on shows before. It's like you have your mommy group or you have your college group or you have your church group or you have your whatever. And there does come a season when it seems like for whatever reason, some people on the group move on as friends together and then some people do not. And a lot of times we pick out surface reasons as to why those things transpire. The interesting thing about this situation with this associate is that she assumed that it was based on one thing, but it was really because of her personality. Hmm. And instead of kind of looking introspectively and saying, hey, you know, this, that, or the third, or having a conversation with the group it was just assumed that, oh, y'all don't want to be my friends because of X, Y, and Z. And I feel like sometimes the insecurities we have within ourselves, we kind of put on other people and run with it. And so I wanted to talk about that today, just about the space of being insecure, the ways that it comes out in friendships, and then ways to resolve it, I guess. So I guess my first question is and this is a very like transparent question have any of you guys ever felt insecure and go okay silence oh like general principle yeah or if you don't mind talking about it i mean this is truth transparency oh yeah Yeah. um I don't mind talking about it. I mean, I feel like I feel like all of us, I feel like everyone has been insecure in some aspect when it comes to something. Um, but when it comes to insecurity in friendships, I feel like I haven't been insecure in a friendship since like high school. Not Where do you feel like in terms of insecurity, what area do you feel like you were insecure in? With the friendships? No, 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 no. Just in general. Like, in talking about insecurity in general. Oh, okay. Um, I I know I, I, I had insecurities about my looks. 
Um, and it was really stemmed from being made fun of certain aspects of my looks when it came to, like I talked about this before, I think when we talked about brown skin girl, talked about my skin complexion, I talked about, I, I was insecure about where I was from because of the accent that I really, the heavy accent that I had when I was a child. Um, <sighs> older, I did have certain insecurities about my weight. Like, just being honest, that's, it's a... Wow, I, I never, I never knew that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I really talk about it because it wasn't like a big insecurity. I think I got mm-hmm. secure in, you know, I got older and <laughs> I don't like working out. <laughs> I, so, it's like... Right. It's, I mean, <laughs> after, it seems like after 30, that weight just don't come off like yeah. it used to. It'd be so like, I'm here. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> so, okay. it's, so it's like, am I going to be insecure about it or am I going to embrace it? And I'm like, okay, either you do something about it or you embrace it. And I feel like I am doing something about it, but I'm also embracing the new body and the new skin that I'm in. I'm like, I had two children, you know, everybody doesn't have that quick snap back. So it's like, instead of being insecure, play it up and just love your body and love who I love me for who I am. So I was going to say, you be so fly though. Thank you. Oh, awesome. I, I, was gonna, I was like, so for you to say that, it's just like, like, I feel like you always do a good job of like accentuating your curves or like, you I was going to say, cause Ayana got Shoot, even Ayana. her hair, but even <laughs> her hair, you know, to attract attention with blue hair, not saying that you intentionally attract attention. I know you just like that color, but I'm saying it's right. just a bold person to rock, you know what I mean? Style and, and draw and attention to yourself. And that is very, like, if you met me as a teenager or even middle school, that is so opposite of who I was. Like, I just like the blue hair because I love the color. Um, and it just kind of stuck with me. I think I, I started doing blue hair when I was in my 20s. Wow. But it, but it just really stuck with me. So it just became like a signature look for me. And um, but it, that's so opposite because it stands out. Like literally mm-hmm. everywhere I go, people are staring at my hair. So mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I think, I don't know. I've definitely changed. So insecurities, I don't really feel like I deal with a lot of insecurities at 30. What am I? 35. I'll be that's 36. so crazy. That's <laughs> but, so crazy. <laughs> versus 25 or After 24. 30, it's yeah. like, you just don't even count. It's like, nope. I'm well, over 30. <laughs> I don't know how old I am. I'm only 30. <laughs> yep. That's crazy. So, I appreciate you sharing that. Even though you got body, 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 right? Lord. But thank you for sharing, Ayana. Lauren? Oh, okay. Lauren <laughs> with the call out. <laughs> right. Um, for me, I think, like to Ayana's point, I think every woman has gone through a period of being insecure but mine has always been a little bit different I think one of the times I realized I used to be super confident like so when I tell you like super confident I used to be super confident up until I went off to school um mm. at UF and I think that insecurity came out of not knowing if I belonged um and what I mean by that was I was at a um PWI which is a prestigious white uh, institution. And um, I didn't see a lot of people that looked like me. I was studying architecture. Ain't a whole lot of black people that study architecture. And so 
just me being a black girl and me being a hundred percent black girl, meaning like my culture, the way I talk, my yeah. humor is very black. And to be around, um, that you know, it's very black. It is. It's very <laughs> black. Like I feel like my comedy, a lot of black people will get it, you know, mm-hmm. and not necessarily white. And of course, I know how to adjust. You know, I definitely know how to maneuver, read but the room. Yeah, I definitely know how to do that. But honestly, that took some that took some practice, too. But my thing was when I first went off to school, it was more or less I was around these kids who just did not have a desire to get to know me authentically for who I was. And it could have been because they weren't used to being around a very black girl. Um, and mm-hmm. I, what I mean by very black, I'm, I wasn't loud. I wasn't boisterous. I wasn't I wasn't stereotypical. You know, that wasn't me. But I was black, you know, whatever darker. that was. And you were darker yeah. skin, too. Of course. Yes, I was mm-hmm. a darker skinned black girl on top of that. So my thing was, and we're not going to pretend like colorism ain't a thing because it was. But, um, and it is. But my mm-hmm. thing is, that was like the first time I really kind of felt insecure because I didn't know if I belonged. Mm. and that that's a struggle when you're in a setting and you don't know if you belong there like it really begins to kind of mess with you mentally honestly because you begin to second guess every single thing you do um and it wasn't just me second guessing things that I was doing but my peers were second guessing things that I was doing I just felt like in whatever I did it was never good enough it was never Mm. praises and so that that really messes with a person especially if you're giving 120 percent and you still feel like it is not just it's not enough Mm. um and so you know that like I said that's a that could be a conversation for a different day as far as like collegiate world and my experiences in college but I do believe that that kind of did play a role in my life as the older I got because the older I got I realized that this wasn't going to change. I was going to always be the black girl. And as long as I was in architecture, Mm. (laughs) you know, I was always going to be a minority in a sense. And so I had to learn how to adjust. And that to me was very, very heavy at times. And then on top of that, um, if we're going to speak about body or whatever, um, I've always been the kind of girl that has been cool with, quite a bit of guys um probably up until college that changed for me um because prior to college I, I used to have a ton of guy friends but when I went to college I was just very very focused on trying to be the best and trying to you know do what I can on, on my part um to just excel and excel well um so I I purged a lot of friendships during that time but prior to me doing that um because I had a close relationship with the guys, a lot of guys were like, oh my gosh, you're beautiful. I, you know, I love your personality. I think you're gorgeous. They said, but you ain't got no butt. And that's just, that's just me being real now. I'm just going to, I'm keeping it truth transparent. And I ain't even trying to transform at this moment. Because <laughs> the T.I. is what a T.I. is. But um, that was the conversation, and they used to call me. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be completely real, y'all. They used to call me brown paper bag, Ooh. and it was if you look at a brown paper bag, you know, brown paper bags are pretty flat, you know. That's so that's dope. that was my nickname, brown paper bag, and you know, because I had such a slick mouth, and I was, I've always had a comedic flair, 
it didn't matter what they say. I could come back and hit you with the, you know, it didn't matter. Mm-hmm. So we was going mm-hmm. tick for tack. So they knew that they could say it and they knew I could hold my own. But when I got in the comfort of my of my my space and, you know, I would turn around and couldn't really see nothing when I turned yeah. around. I was, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. I got to see what they say. You know? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my goodness, Lauren. <laughs> but you know mm. what? The older I got and as everybody like what Ayana said earlier when everybody gets older you gain weight right so because I was such a brown paper bag in my in my youth the older I got they became um balloons yeah you know and (laughs) and I filled out a little bit better so for me it was just like it worked out it Mm -hmm. worked out and and I I say all that to say you can't you can't be bothered by what these people say because one thing about life life got a funny way of showing you the truth you know Mm -hmm. and it's a lot of people wish they was a brown paper bag at this at this point of their lives and so my thing is just be happy in who you are it's a lot of people going under the knife to try and be brown Mm -hmm. paper bags you know Mm -hmm. So my thing is just like be happy in who you are. And and to what Ayana said, when I got actually before I hit 30, I realized certain things weren't gonna change. I realized that God has gifted me with an amazing metabolism that I could eat whatever the heck I wanna eat. Mm-hmm. And all I gotta do is drink a that's couple a, of bottles of water. That's a blessing. <laughs> that there, that's mm-hmm. a blessing right there. Because I'm the- if I look at a piece of bread <laughs> or <Listen>, rice, <laughs> it's, it's over. over for me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly but you know what that's what i said i celebrate who god is man. and there's some things and i'm like to what you're saying that's a blessing it's a, some things i look at with you and, and ayana and, and and even denise i look i'm like dang that's a blessing they got that but i think god has given each and every one of us our own ammunition to mm-hmm. use however we want to use mm-hmm. and so either you could fire it at the wrong thing or you could fire it at the right thing and for me yeah. it's like i'm just focusing to make sure that my targets are always positive and always in a good place well, I know you wasn't referencing booty when you put me in the mix because that's also a thing that I was insecure about. And my friends in high school used to tease and they used to say, You got called a brown paper bag. Good for you. That's that's good compared to what I they were like, Denise, they call me Nisha too. Like, you take you take them pills? I'm like, what pills? What y'all talking about? They're like acetal. And I'm here, I'm over here green. I don't know what thinking thinking it's a real pill, y'all. Thinking it's a real pill, y'all. And I'm like, what you mean? And they're like, because you ain't got no answer. Oh, when I tell you, I'll take a brown paper bag over there. Oh, my God. That's so sad. (laughs) If y'all listening, I want y'all to do. We are really trying to do it. Listen, but definitely, I would definitely say, um, I'm gonna do reverse. So in my my late tw- not even late twenties, I'll say mid twenties. When everybody started popping up with these booties and this Instagram thing, it Wait really did bother me. What mm. you mean? Wait a minute. Everybody won't say over it like you. When I- oh, <laughs> I'm just she saying said this Instagram thing. I'm gonna be quiet. I'm gonna just sit back. You know, I'm, gonna be quiet. I'm just saying. You know. <laughs> Anyway, but it, that that was a struggle for me, and mm. that was a conversation I had with my mom. And I was like, "Mom, I really think about you know going to get me a booty, you know, whatever the case may be." I had looked into the finance field, had looked into everything, and she was like, "See, you really gonna lay on the table and let them people cut you up to put something in your butt, and you don't know what it is." So mm. later, my mom mm. talked to me, and I did not go through with that. But um, 
I will say in my younger years, I've always been like the bigger friend or the bigger girl. So I can honestly say I don't really remember directly a time I was insecure directly without someone imposing that on me. But mm-hmm. there was a right. time I have her sister cousin um, and she played tennis our junior year. And me and one of my best friends always wanted to play. Right. And then if she's listening, Simone, if you're listening, you are not the reason I play tennis because she swears to this day. Mm-hmm. The only reason I play is because she played and she might be because that's not true. I always wanted to play. But I do remember like being insecure because I really didn't know anything about the sport. So this is insecurity I own. Sometimes we're going to get into this later, but sometimes you insecure about something that you put on yourself and you put yourself in a situation you had no business doing. So now you're yeah. insecure about something that you really ain't got no, you know, Whatever. But I was insecure when I played. Like, I've done everything. Cheer, you know, I've done the baton. Everything you could think, I've done it. So, when it came to that, I had no idea what I was doing. And mm-hmm. I was the worst. Like, it was even hard. I'm, I am a team player by nature. I like being around people. But when it came to me really, like, getting involved in the sport and really, like, you know, showing up for my team, I could not. I, was, I had bad sportsmanship because I was insecure. But halfway through the season, I figured out what I was doing, and I was actually pretty good at it, and I got really good at it. You know? So, yeah, but that's one time I definitely was insecure, and it caused a difference in my, like, um, personality and how I showed up mm. because I was insecure. So just a little feedback for you guys offline before we started recording, you know, Shade kind of told us a little bit and I was dead set on this person must, you know, have insecurity within themselves and not really have had a conversation with their friends. Because I remember in high school, my friends being like, look, I don't want to be around you when we go play this game because you are negative. And I'm like, yeah, hey, negative? Didn't even realize it. Yeah. So my insecurity showed up in me having a completely different personality and not really showing up for myself and others the way that I am known to. Mm. I think. Wait, Elish? Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. You were saying at least what? I was gonna say. Well, at least Lauren, you didn't have that. Uh, you ain't take that pill that I took. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I think for me, like. Right now, I think I'm in a good space. Like, you know, Ayanna said, I don't know what it is about these early to mid-30s where you just get to the point where it's like, this is who I am. And I'm cool with it. But I can honestly say, like, my biggest insecurity, I think, especially, like, in my 20s, my late 20s more so, was, like, just insecurity in terms of relationships. And I mean, most people know, we have talked about it on the podcast many, many times that I was engaged multiple times. Um, And of course, I had heartbreak at a very young age, but who doesn't? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like Mm -hmm. all of us go through that being dragged at some point. I didn't, but but proceed. Oh, my Lord. (laughs) Okay. Maybe it's just, maybe it's just me. Maybe it was just me. Be clear. But, and I mean, the crazy thing is, I feel like sometimes when you're in the situation, it feels worse than what it is. Because there are a lot of people who are in situations that could be perceived to be way worse than yours. But your worst situation is your worst situation. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Um, so for me, it was being dragged, you know, to somebody else. I'm like, girl, that was a cakewalk. And it's like, no, I was dragged. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like, you know, after like my very first serious relationship, I was very insecure when it came to relationships. I felt like nobody is going 
to be honest, nobody is going to be faithful. You know, if I did and gave all of this and this person still treated me bad, then clearly Mm. there's something wrong with me and I don't know what I'm doing. And so out of that insecurity, and I think Denise hit on this and I guess we'll go into it a little bit later. But out of that insecurity, I went into other situations and harmed emotionally or emotionally harmed other people out of, you know, being insecure, not wanting to be hurt, guarding myself. And I think that um, it really took like an act of God to like get me out of that space because I I really was one of those women who was like, all men cheat and all men do this and all men do that. And that's not true. And I think that a lot of those comments and a lot of that energy is birthed out of an insecurity. It's mm-hmm. birthed out of being hurt and then feeling like, and I guess like if we define what insecurity is, I feel like it's feeling like you're undeserving of love in a certain arena mm-hmm. or undeserving of appreciation in a certain arena because of something. And so my insecurity was feeling like I wasn't deserving um, or that I didn't do enough to receive the type of love that I should have gotten. Um in certain spaces. And that was something that I definitely had to grow out of. And I feel like the closer that I grew to God and understanding his love for me, mm-hmm. I think the more I got back to loving myself. And to Lauren's point, I feel like when I went to college, I went with like so much confidence. I feel like, child, my head was so big. You could not tell me I was not it. Okay. I was all of that and then some. And then got into a relationship. You know, in college and and after college, all the way five years, you know, after where it was just like, you know, maybe I'm not, maybe I'm not nothing. And um, so it's like, if you're listening and you're out there and you're in that space, um, I think the best thing I can say is that there, there is another side for sure. But I definitely think that was the insecurity that I dealt with the most or the hardest insecurity I dealt with for sure. You know, you know what I kind of took from what you just said, Sade, is when you ask the question of like what defines insecurity, and of course I know there's a Webster definition, but what kind of stood out to me the most in reflecting on some of my insecurities in life is I would define insecurity as trying to investigate the why instead of embracing the wow. Yeah, and that's good. That's, that's really, really good. good. Yeah, because that's when I look quotable. at it, Mm-hmm. <laughs> write it when down I- Denisa write it down because <laughs> <laughs> I mean when I look at it I feel like with all of us anytime we mention an insecurity you, you question yourself why this or why that why do I have to have this why do I have to why do I look this way why do it's a bunch of whys instead of realizing like wow I look mm-hmm. like this wow God has gifted me with this wow and so for me I, I think what all of us are saying especially when you hit that, that 30 um, Mark, it's like you begin to be wild by so much. <laughs> you mm-hmm. look at where literally God has brought you from. That's number yeah. one. Um, I know for me, that's a huge testament for me. I look at like God, there's so many different avenues I have I could have taken in life, but you didn't allow for me to do that. So wow, I'm so grateful to even be in the position where I'm at now. Um, and it just it develops a stronger appreciation um, just for life in general. And for me, I realized, too, is like those things as far as 
I'm just I'm gonna say it. Those things as far as image or body is so minimal mm-hmm. <laughs> to me. I look at it as being so minimal um, mm-hmm. because I'm like there is so much more that you can be focused on, and so much more that you could focus your attention on other than the way that you look or the way or the way your body is or or what people deem as beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one thing I can I can say. You know, with me being in the profession that I'm in as far as in arts, it's like I've seen instances where someone has designed, in my eyes, a beautiful space. I'm thinking I'm walking in the space and I'm like, oh, my God, this space is amazing. This is beautiful. The way they did the interiors, the architecture, it is just amazing. And then I can have a peer walk in right behind me and be like, oh, this is terrible. Mm. Wow. And it starts making you feel like, well, dang, did I miss something? Because just a few minutes ago, I just thought this was, I thought this beautiful. was beautiful. You know, and to be honest, that's the same thing with us. It's like God is the supreme architect of all of us. Mm-hmm. And he designs each and every one of us in his special and unique way. And some people may deem what God has designed as a disability. That's why I don't even like using that word sometimes because I'm like, I don't think it's a disability. I think it's, it's beautiful. Like there's this lady on, um, I'm going to mention her. She's on Instagram and she has a brand called Be Iconic. Mm-hmm. And oh, I know her. I love you know, her stuff. Yes. It's so cool to me. But mm-hmm. she was born with uh, a gray eye. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she's blind in the eye or what, but she was born yeah, with a gray I can't remember. Yeah. I don't know mm-hmm. if she was, but I know she has a gray eye. And when I tell you the way this lady carried that eye, she created a whole yes. brand called Be, Be Iconic. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Her stuff is so dope. Her style is dope. Everything. Like, yeah. Right. She, but my thing is like, where somebody would have looked at her and said, oh my God, she's disabled. She has a gray eye. She blinded. You know, it's like not, And it's not disabled. It's just different than the the traditional norm. Exactly. And that's the point that I'm making. I'm making it like I'm thinking in my head. Thank, first of all, God, thank you for allowing me to appreciate nature and Mm -hmm. to appreciate beauty in a way that people I don't think could kind of fathom because Mm -hmm. a lot of people get so caught up on like the initial image that you missed Mm -hmm. so much, you know? And yeah. so for me, it's just like I would I would encourage our listeners and, you know, to just redefine what beauty is like beauty is so far beyond image. <laughs> it is so mm-hmm. far beyond image, because if that was the case, a lot of these people that y'all consider to be fine to, would be would be talked about differently. And I yeah. cannot tell you how many times I hear people say that on the outside, you may deem them as beautiful. But on the inside, you hear a lot of negative things about them. And so my mm-hmm. thing is, I just like, beauty is just so far beyond what you see image-wise for me. Right. That's just kind of where I'm at. Mm-hmm. And I mean, on top of that, for the people who aren't insecure about something that's physical, but more so insecure about the way somebody treated them, because I feel like that's the path minds was on. I think that there's also this need for you to understand that you're you're more than how people treat you. Yeah. Um, that just because somebody treats you like you're not worth anything, they were wrong. That doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you. Yep. Um, I remember posting something like years and years ago that said, you're not asking for too much. You're just asking (laughs) the wrong person. And the thing about it is a lot of times, um, and I guess we'll get into this when we come back from the break, but 
I think that a lot of times insecurity manifests itself in so many different ways that affect your life and they keep us from moving forward. And so when you allow somebody to say something or to treat you a way that causes an insecurity in you, you carry that with you somewhere else and it affects your life outside of what somebody else said. So um, I think we're going to go to a quick break. And yeah, all righty. Save Girl Secrets is brought to you by Feed Her. Head over to www.feedher.co for more information. All right, ladies, we are back and uh, we're going to continue this conversa- conversation okay. about insecurities and whatnot. I'm going to throw it at you, Sade. Really? You, you, you were saying something before she <laughs> went on break. <laughs> so I didn't know if you wanted to continue. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, oh, okay. So what I was saying was I feel like um, insecurity manifests itself in a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like insecurity is an issue or, I mean, should I call it an issue? It's something that happens within you, but it affects your life with other people. And so I wanted to kind of dive into that because I think, you know, when we started the podcast, I was talking about a friend whose insecurity literally affected her relationship with a lot of people over something that she never had a conversation about and those people were never aware of. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I just want to talk about how you know, sometimes we don't realize that the insecurities that we hold and harbor are the very things keeping us out of the spaces that we want to be in the most. So I I think um, one thing that that really just popped up in my spirit was that insecurity is a a form of an excuse. Hmm. Um, Mainly because, especially when you're dealing with relationships with other people, when you spew your insecurities on other people, like let's say that particular situation that you told us about, that is, you're, you're making an excuse for why you're not comfortable in certain spaces. So you build up this big story and you, you go off, on a, off of an assumption really when it comes to what other people think about you so that you can, I guess in a way, have a validation of why you act the way you act. Mm. So I That's think, good. yeah, I think it's, it's, it's an excuse. And, um, like, let's say we'll use the weight thing again. You know, certain people have insecurities about their weight. Um, you know, and they may, I have met people where everything is focused on their weight. And I'm like, nobody's talking about your weight. <laughs> like nobody. Like mm-hmm. I, I can't, I can't talk. I have certain things that I want to work on as well. So I'm not even thinking about you and your weight. But people will bring, they'll bring up their weight as the first thing, or they'll constantly. It's something. They'll. They're very fidgety in a way about their weight when it comes to certain things, and I feel like sometimes it's it's an excuse for doing certain things, treating people a certain yeah. way, uh, talking a certain way, not being able to do certain things. And I, I you know, I want to be very sensitive to that because I'm not saying everybody when it comes to weight, you know, right. I'm saying some people have done that. And um, so I feel like certain insecurities, definitely people use it as excuses to stay where they're at versus um, 
I guess, flourishing or, or stepping out of it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I was I, gonna, oh, oh, go ahead. No, no, no. You can go. No, I was going to add to what Ayana said. Um, and I, I was trying to think on, you know, how Ayana said how insecurities can be excuses. And I see, I see her point. But I kind of want to add to that. I also feel that insecurities are mirages. Mm. And yep. <clears throat> what I mean by that is it's not real. It's it's mm. really That's not good too. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's look not at y'all. It's ah. for me, it's like when I look at it, I'm like it, uh, an an insecurity is just it's not real. It is literally a form of your imagination. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's a scripture that we always say, I know we say it amongst each other, but you have to cancel the imaginations, you know, mm-hmm. because otherwise when you allow for those things to seep into your heart, that's when the seed is planted, you know? And so for me, it, it brings me back to even an instance where I'm thinking about myself. Um, and I would, I'm going to, before I say this, I would say, check the vessel that the enemy uses to spew out the, the insecurity. Mm-hmm. Um, because he's very intentional about that too. He's very intentional about using certain people that you value, um, whether it's a friend, um, whether it's family or et cetera. Um, He's very intentional about using people, certain people to spew out words against you. And it's up to you to ultimately receive it. Um, I'm just going to be completely transparent. There was an instance where I had a family. I'm just going to throw it out there. Um, had a family member call me a wannabe and that hurt. Mm. I'm a, I'm gonna be honest in that moment. It hurt because I really valued that family member. And I really, even now to the, to this day, I care for that family member, but I was just like for the enemy to use you to say that to me. And you know, you like, it's like, girl, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, but for the enemy to use you at that moment to do that, it was like, nah, I'm not going to even allow for that imagination to even plant itself in my heart. Yep. Um, and it made me kind of look at the person <clears throat> differently because I tell my mom all the time, I said, the enemy goes around looking for willing vessels, yep. you know, and if your heart ain't right, then you can easily, be, you could easily become that willing vessel. And so for me, it was like in that moment when they began or attempted to try to speak those negative things about me, it kind of brings me back to a podcast we said earlier. It told me a lot about that person and what that person was going through more so than about me mm-hmm. personally. Mm-hmm. And so I say all that to say that anytime you hear, anytime you hear an insecurity trying to be implanted in your, in your life or being spoken over you, understand that it is only a mirage. You cannot allow for those things to become real. You have to keep them only as imaginations and cancel them out immediately. But you have to know the word and you have to know what grounds you're standing on that automatically cancels it out. Mm-hmm. You know, if you yeah. don't know that, then it's easy <clears throat> to take those things and receive those things. But if but if you know the word, you can easily fight it with the word yeah. and keep moving forward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. I love that you said that, Lauren, because I literally, um, you know, was thinking about like, okay, so how does a person move from a space of insecurity, right? Because obviously, you know, someone's insecure is something internally happening. You know, it Mm -hmm. can be imposed by other people, but it's something that, you know, they're dealing with internally. And really an insecurity is an opportunity for you to show up for yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, you know, what are you secure in? And the first thing that comes to mind always for me is the word. 
So whenever you said that, it literally segued yeah. right into that. You know, a, a, my definite way of insecurity is like, okay, well, Lord, you know, this what your words say, or even not even the word, like literally, <laughs> Lord, this is the body that you gave me. This is how you yep. created me. You know what I mean? And I can do something about it. However, you know, the first step in me even attempting to do something about it is loving and accepting the person that you created. Yep. You know, so yeah. definitely get in the word, I would say, is how you move from a space of being insecure. Yep. Yeah, I think that was so good. Like Lawrence comment on it being a mirage. And I think that when it comes to like friendships and relationships, a lot of times insecurity shows up as hate. You know what I mean? It's an inability to be happy for other people mm. and an inability to celebrate other people. And so mm. if, if you're listening to this and you're like, am I insecure? If you can't be in a room full of your friends and someone's being celebrated and celebrate them open heartedly, then you may be in a space of insecurity. And, you know, to all of y'all's point, that is a trigger that, hey, I need to look within myself and see what am I insecure about? What am I in fear of that, you know, I feel like I don't have or I feel like may not happen for me? And where is that coming from? Because a lot of times it ruins relationships. I think about like even like, you know, relationships in a in a I guess you would say in an intimate or a what's the other word in a romantic sense mm -hmm. and you you think about women who are insecure and it's like you have a man who's a good man but it's like every five seconds you call in or every time you say something it's like I don't believe you or you know those types of things are birthed out of insecurity and that's something where you literally do have to look within yourself and say, what is it? And it's like, once you pinpoint it, you are able to go to the word and say, Lord, your word says this. I believe this. I'm standing on this. And I've had moments where like I've literally had to and and I'm sorry, I'm like I'm like backpedaling and, and talking around myself. But there were so many good things that between Lauren and Denise were said. One of the things that Lauren said that I wanted to touch on was this space that, you know, you got to see what voice is bringing whatever it is that is causing mm -hmm. you to think a certain way about yourself. And one of the things that came up when you said that Lauren was sometimes it's not even a person. It's a thought from the enemy. It yeah. doesn't have to be out loud. It could be the enemy telling you like as a single woman, you're never going to be married. Nobody's ever going to want you. You're too old. It's not going to happen. All of those things that begin to like take root in your heart and create this insecurity that like, oh, my God, this may never happen. Or, oh, my God, you know, it's going to be like this. And when you find a word in the Bible and stand mm, on it and say, the Lord says this, the Lord mm -hmm. says that, you know, and even if, you know, this is what I believe. This is what I'm standing on. And I find myself, even when the enemy brings me thoughts that would try to take root and bear the fruit of insecurity, saying, I gave that to God. There's mm -hmm. no, there, you, I'm not even going to allow you to deposit a seed into my heart or my mind about that space because I gave that to God. Mm -hmm. So there's not even any ground here for you to plant that seed to bear the fruit of insecurity. It's like the thought is the seed from the enemy and insecurity is literally fruit from a seed that the enemy planted in your heart or in yep. your mind. So, and I, I think people need to also be honest and realize that the enemy is going to try to distract you in every area of your life. And, you know, so 
when you asked, I'm thinking about when you initially asked the question about our, what insecurities do we have? I feel like every day we're faced with insecurities. It's really if we decide to embrace them. Um, because it could be the simplest thing. Like it could be. Um, can, can I can I say something before you before you complete a thought, Ayana? Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it doesn't become an insecurity until you embrace it. Yeah. It's only a thought. Yeah, yeah. So I think like once you embrace it, sis, that's when it became the insecurity. So yeah. just try not that's to when you gave it the it. power. Right. Yeah, that's, that's when you gave it the power. So it could be the smallest thing. It could be uh, I'll use public speaking for an example. That was something that I dealt with, you know, years ago. And sometimes it'll still try to creep up like you think about, oh, well, I just did this or I just ministered or whatever. And it's like then you that thought will try to come in like, well, was it good? Did people receive it? Or did, did you say everything you needed to say? Like those little thoughts will come in. And then if you allow those thoughts in, and those um, those words to plant uh, fruit, I mean, to plant seed in your heart, then eventually you're going to constantly be second guessing and be insecure about the thing that God called you to do. So I feel like, um, you know, everything does start with a thought. And like you said, is are you going to embrace it or not? And so it's the, the thing to avoid insecurities in your life is to immediately like we said to immediately cast it down like so when you have that first thought you you know that's why we said get in the word you know because I think people um unfortunately a lot of times it feels like um there is a I hear what you're saying and yeah getting the word but but yeah. <laughs> and I'm like there's no other way around it like if you're insecure in different areas of your life or if you're and, you know, we're saved girl secrets. So we're always going to apply the word to every situation. And if you're listening, you're listening for the purpose of you a saved girl as well. Uh, right. So it's like if you're dealing with certain insecurities, the word is where you start to um, get out of those insecurities to even when if the very thought comes into play. Um, cause I, I definitely consider myself a very confident person. However, thoughts do try to come into my mind daily, especially when you're walking in your purpose and you're walking in what God told you to do. So I just feel like, you know, you just gotta, that's why you gotta be in your word at all times and, and protect it and protect you and protect your spirit. Cause it's, it's going to happen. So let me remind the people of something, okay? Real quick, real quick, real quick. This is just a visual, okay? So close mm -hmm. your eyes. Y'all don't got to close your eyes. But <laughs> okay, so oh the word goodness. is like Mayweather, right? And the enemy, once you find a word that works, you like, y'all seen the episode of Martin when he get to the ring and he get jacked up. Uh, like, I'm talking like he got yeah. knocked all over his head. Like, yeah. that's what you do to the enemy when you find that scripture and you see exactly. it. That's what, that's what, that's, that's what, what you have to do. Pow. What's the um, what's the name of the um the guy who does the animal uh voiceover? Oh, uh Tony Baker Cramp <laughs> or uh, uh Slippity Paps. The Slippity yes, Paps. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> oh my god. So but yeah, it's I mean the word works. That's the thing. Like that's you're it. like, what's gonna right. work? The word no GMO. Right. And it's it. like yeah. the, the more you run away from it and not use it. 
the more you try to use your own strength, it's like the deeper, it's like quicksand. Yeah. Like you just sink mm-hmm. in it. But when you find a word, when you put a word on it, it's, yeah. it's, yeah, it's fire. But yeah. It's fire. It's fire. <laughs> and I, th- I think people need to, you know, because I've mentioned this before, like people need to stop car- compartmentalizing God. Like, oh, well, I hear, you know, I, I, I have a relationship with God and I pray every morning. I do this. I do that. I do that. But when it comes to my friendships, um, that's my friendships. Or when it comes to I'm talking of a romantic relationship, that's my romantic relationship. So it's like they don't deal with or they don't allow God to enter into those relationships. Like, so that's how those insecurities creep in to different areas of their life, because they only put God in one area and not everything else. Yeah. And the crazy part is y'all's insecurities be showing. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to just throw that out there. There's, there's, it does. Nothing, there's nothing worse than being in a situation where a person is visibly upset about something that you have or something that you're doing or they aren't able to celebrate you. Yeah. Like it, your insecurity shows. And the thing is, there is enough space for everybody. Mm-hmm. One woman shining does not dim the light of anybody else. If it doesn't. Anything, together, y'all glow brighter. But it's like. When you allow the enemy to speak to you that if this woman is doing this and you can't do it too, or, you know, if she's, if she has a good marriage and I can't have a good marriage and she, this, and it's like, no, like be secure in who God created you. Be secure in your portion during this season, like allow God to really show you like how to be grateful for exactly where you are Mm -hmm. because from that space it cultivates an environment of being able to be happy for others to Mm -hmm. celebrate others because you're securing yourself Mm -hmm. you know i heard this quote once that says in order to have hate you got to have a bunch of love and i think that quote was so true because a lot of people like if they look at your situations in their mind, they're thinking that they're hating, but you're actually showing me that you love what how God is moving in my life. Exactly, yeah. and they exactly. wish they wish that those things were happening to them. Yeah. So yeah, I, I the crazy really thing is that. those things can happen for it them can. when they're operating in what they're supposed to be doing and yielding to the spirit. Sis, you could be flourishing too. Exactly. Yeah. And then the last thing, and then we're going to wrap it up. And for, one more thing. And one, one, more, thing. <laughs> and one more thing. I got one more thing to say. Um, Why do you sound like Riley off of Boondocks when you said that? I don't know. I definitely had a different voice. Because um, my little rass, y'all, I'm, I'm dealing with like allergy season, which is weird because it's in the fall, but whatever. Um, but the, the other thing I wanted to say, and then we can wrap it up, was when you're operating in your God-given purpose, it's very difficult to fall victim to insecurity. And I'm going to tell you why. When you are operating and moving in exactly what God co- called you to do or told you to do, there's a certain level of security that comes with that because you know who you are. Mm-hmm. And I think... I think Ayana might have touched on this or was supposed to touch on this in another episode, but the bondage to people also breeds insecurity. Yep. So when you are free enough from people to operate in your own calling, it allows you to be secure in who exactly made you to be. And so you don't have to care about what everybody else is doing. You don't have to care about what anybody else has because it's like 
this is me and this is what god gave me and it's lit so i know people um because i've definitely used that terminology before um in different spaces about people bondage and some people would be like what i ain't got no people bondage i'm like listen (laughs) if yes you do (laughs) like and and i've never said it directly to people like that but i'm like if if people bondage would it's very fear is people bondage uh shyness is people bondage um like like we talking about insecurities are people bondage like it so pride pride is people bondage like so just be honest you know you got to get out of the people bondage so yeah yeah but yeah i mean maybe we could touch on that even more uh in another uh, episode episode yeah just to kind of break it down more or whatever but Yeah. yeah but that was all i had to say anybody else got anything else no, I, I mean, I, I do pray that, you know, this particular episode, you know, definitely frees who, who's ever listening, because um, I think the biggest thing when it comes to insecurities is when you allow the insecurities to creep in and succumb your life, you are allowing the enemy to stop you from what God is calling you to do. Yeah. Yeah. I was just that I literally in my mind said you just changed course. Yeah. Yeah. When you allow for that stuff to happen. You yeah. literally just changed your courses like you or bro. Yeah. You you literally just packed your bags and oh decided to go what they say reroute on the um, Exactly. Or on the or, GPS. You or have literally rerouted. Or you're stagnant. You know, you're watching everybody else passing by and doing different things and you're just sitting there because you're you're constantly seeping in your insecurity. Yeah. So Amen. Well, we pray there was something said today that blessed you. Um, We pray that if this is your first episode, that you'll go ahead and click subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Google Play, wherever it is that you're listening. Listening, be sure to subscribe to our podcast. Be sure to follow us on all social media platforms at Save Girl Secrets on Instagram and Facebook at Save Girl Secret. No S on Twitter. we truly pray for anybody who is in a space of insecurity that you will become secure in exactly who God made you to be. Anybody else got anything to add? We love y'all. Good. God bless you. Love you. Bye. 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 Bye.